Hello there, Marcus Bronzy here from How to Kill an Hour. Before we kick off today's show, I want to tell you about something that's really exciting we're getting involved in, and that is something called Wisdom. Now, Wisdom is an app that is designed for people like ourselves, creators, to communicate with you using a format that you might have heard of called audio. Yep, yep, I think you'd be a fan of that if you listen to the podcast. The difference is with this format, you can actually join in the conversation and talk to us whilst we're having it live. How we're going to make it special is we're going to be inviting my friend Sean Ferrick over from Trek Culture, and we're going to be discussing tech and Trek. And also, because it's a Christmassy time of year, we're going to be discussing our favourite Christmassy Star Trek episodes as well. So if you like a bit of tech, if you like a bit of Trek, make sure you come and join us. But right, here's how you get involved. All right, first things first, you download the Wisdom app. If you need a link to that, find that in the show description. Next thing you need to do is follow us on Wisdom. If you can't click on that link there, or for whatever reason, you just downloaded the app already, look for How to Kill an Hour, and then you'll get notified whenever we go live which I'll be telling you about in a moment, just in case. And then what I can't wait for is to talk with you, take your questions and hear from you in the Wisdom app. That's where we're going to be. And when is that going to happen? This will be happening on Sunday, the 12th of December at 3.30 p.m. UK time. And that is 7.30 a.m. Western time or 10.30 a.m. Eastern time if you're in the U.S., and once again, myself and Sean Ferrick will be discussing tech and Trek. And of course, Christmas, because it's December on that lovely new app called Wisdom. If you'd like to get involved, please make sure you check the link in the show description. Give it a click and you'll be able to join, download the app and have a listen on Sunday, the 12th of December at 3.30 p.m., 7.30 a.m. Western Time or 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time to talk Trek, tech and all things Christmas. In fact, why don't you just download the app now, follow How to Kill an Hour, and then when we kick off on Sunday, you'll be good to go. Joining myself and Sean on Wisdom for a live conversation. See Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. You there? Are you serious? I'm Marcus Bronzy, he's Nick Bright, and this is How to Kill an Hour, and this is part three of the life of John McAfee. Nick, can you please give us a recap on what happened in parts one and two, please? We saw John's uh, hard upbringing and cheeky sales charm being a big factor in him growing an empire from an antivirus software that was worth millions of dollars. Along the way, he almost broke his mind with drugs and got clean, 
which was, of course, a good thing. And he started to enjoy his wealth. But just like the saying, mo money, mo problems. And John was getting hounded by lawsuits from people who saw him as an easy target. So we pick up the story with John looking to leave the States behind for what he thought would be a better life. Yes. In early 2008, McAfee started searching for property in the Caribbean. His criteria was basic. He was looking for an English-speaking country near the US with beautiful beaches. He came across a villa on Ambergris Cay in Belize. In the early 90s, he had visited the nation of 189,000 people and he absolutely loved it. He took a look on Google Earth and decided it was perfect and he bought it. In fact, the first time that he saw the property in person was when he moved in. Legendary. Ah, imagine being that rich. Imagine being so rich. You know, like when you when you buy a property or even when you rent a property, let's make it relatable to everyone. You like view it and you're like checking out every nook and cranny and blah, blah, blah. Imagine being so rich that you can just go, yeah, I'm gonna buy that shit. But, you know, I'll just check it when I move in, whatever. Yeah, he just he just looked at the paperwork, looked at the picture and she was like, well, this is the I'll take it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You don't spare spare me all that shit. You know, I'll see it when I get there. No messing around. He got a bit closer to nature. In February 2010, he bought a hectare of swampy land along a new river, 16 kilometres upriver from some Mayan ruins. Over the next year, he spent more than a million dollars filling that swamp and constructing an array of thatched roof bungalows. He even imported ancient Tibetan art and shipped in a baby grand piano, even though he'd never taken lessons. That must have sounded awful to anyone that was near him. If you can't play the piano, you can't just pick it up, can you, Nick? Do you know what I mean? Like, um... <laughs> It's like anything, though. It's like if you, you know, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm around musical instruments, I always find myself like drawn to them, like just doing shit. But I can't play any <laughs> musical instrument. Like I just go on it like, dun, 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 dun. Like, <laughs> that's probably what this geezer was like. That's what he was like. He's like, this is my uh, piano concerto, McAfee. Baka, baka. Well, even, even that sounds good. <laughs> sounds better than what he was probably doing. <laughs> I'm the best on piano in the in the in the in the closest ten kilometers. Yeah, because no one else lives you. Uh, exactly. lives you. But anyway, yeah. So um, things continued to get a little bit funkier from here, Nick. Look, if he didn't like the idea of getting old, so he injected testosterone into his buttocks every other week, which. I think messes with your head if you start messing around with your hormones. Plus, he wasn't looking for a quiet retirement. He started a cigar manufacturing business, a coffee distribution company, a water taxi service that connected parts of, of Abergris K. He also continued to build bungalows on his property, even though he had no pressing need for them. He was the Oprah of bungalows. You get a bungalow. You get a bungalow. <laughs> John, there's, there's no one to go in them. It doesn't matter. You get a bungalow. You get a bungalow. In 2010, he met Alison Adonisio, a 31-year-old microbiologist. Adonisio explained that she was doing a ProSCAD research at Harvard on how plants combat bacteria, work which could lead to an entire new class of antibiotics. McAfee saw a business opportunity and offered to build Alison a bungalow, of course, and also a lab where she could finish her research and together they could change the world of medicine. Adonisio said, yeah, on the spot, of course, you build me a lab. She quit her research position in Boston, sold her house and moved to Belize. McAfee soon built a laboratory on his property and stocked it with tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment. 
Adonisio went to work trying to isolate the new plant compounds that might be effective medicines, while McAfee touted the business to international press. At the same time, John's attention started to wander, as it does, and he began spending more time in Orange Walk, a town of about 13,000 people about 8 kilometers from his compound. McAfee described it in an email to friends as... The asshole of the world. Dirty, hot, dilapidated. Hey, my asshole is not dilapidated, mate. I don't yeah, know what's going on with his. Yeah, probably what's going on with your asshole, mate? Injecting all of that testosterone into it. His asshole probably had a mad six-pack in it. This is what it's, dilapidated yeah, itself. Yeah. <laughs> in another email, he said... I gravitate to the world's outcasts, prostitutes, thieves, and the handicapped. I have always been fascinated by these subcultures. And even though... He was not a drinker. He became a regular at a saloon called Lover's Bar. McAfee noticed it doubled as a whorehouse, servicing, as he put it, cane field workers, street vendors, fishermen, farmers, anyone who has managed to save up $15 for a good time. Yep. And the bar girls there were given one Belize dollar for every patron they bought to them. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Every Patreon. Well, they, they're on the podcasts now. Shit, everyone's in on this. <laughs> to increase their earnings, some of the women would chug beers and vomit in the toilet and then return to chug more. One reported drinking 50 beers in one day. How the f. I left that in, Nick, because. 50 beers? Fucking hell, son. You know, I would be fucking... I'd be drunk for about six months. They're, they're vomiting it up every single time. That's 50... So they don't get too pissed. That's 50 voms. But still, though, you can't, like, run away straight away. You must have to, like, socialise and style it out. That's still putting 50 beers worth of drinking. Mate! Mate, these, these girls were not messing about. If Like, honestly, if I have about... if I On a night out, if I have about four pints, yeah, I'm already pissed, right? Mm, for starters, because mm. I'm a lightweight. If I have four pints, I'm feeling pissed. Mm. But I'm also pissing like a racehorse every five seconds going to the toilet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you are partial to a to a, a free beer as well, aren't you, Nick? A free aren't beer? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I love lager, to be fair. You know, like when you go out, yeah. like... For example, I went out with my friends last week and they, they always end up in these like fancy ass places wanting to get cocktails and all of that shit. I'm like, just give me a draft lager, mate. One, yes. you get more you get more drink in your in your drink. <laughs> yes. Two I'll you that. that shit a lager in London, still expensive. In London, like a pint of lager would cost you like in a fancy place, maybe like five to six quid. I don't, I don't even really know now. But like a, a, a cocktail is like thirteen quid for like some fruit juice. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's the biggest scam of life. Honestly. When Give me get, the lager. Would you get a cocktail? If you are going to have a cocktail, if there's no lagers around, would you go for the cocktail that you think would have the highest percentage of alcohol in it? Like a Long Island iced tea, no, which consists no, no, of no. just liquor and liquor? I can't because I'm a lightweight, like I said. So if I get cocktails, I always end up getting the like, the, the, the like most feminine one on the menu for want of a better, for want of a better, phrase is i always get the one that's got like i don't know bare leaves and all that shit coming out the top cream on the top of like course. it's an ice cream and all of that you know of what course. I mean? why the f you, what one second if i'm gonna buy a cocktail do you think i'm gonna get a fucking old-fashioned which is just whiskey and a bit of orange on the top fuck that it's you gotta put crap. in work i want leds in mine yeah i want music playing when mine comes up sparklers yeah i think if i'm honest the more flamboyant the cocktail 
the more I enjoy it. I'm with you. Exactly. I want it to be an event. I want it to be a three-course meal. You're right, Nick. Cherries in it. Cream in you it. You heard it here from there Marcus Bronzy. The more flamboyant the cock, the, the more he wants it. <laughs> that'll, that'll clip very well, won't it? Yeah. Put a yeah. cherry on it, cream on it, yeah. all over it. I'll <laughs> lap that up. So anyway, John was at this bar almost every day. And it wasn't long before Evaristo Paz Novello, a.k.a. Paz, the proprietor of the bar and its sex workers, made John a few offers. Early on, he asked whether McAfee was looking for women, and John said no. Then Pav said, do you want a boy? John said no. Then Pav showed up at McAfee's compound with a 16-year-old girl called Amy M. Schwiller. M. Schwiller had a brassy toughness, and that kind of belied her girlishness. In fact, when she was first introduced to McAfee, she told him that she'd been abused as a child, said that her mother had been forced to sleep with dozens of men for money. She also carried a gun and had this rough toughness that was clearly appealing to McAfee. In fact, in his own words, he said this. I'm the male version of Amy. I resonated with her story because I lived it. I think it's because he felt like he was quite broken. He feels like she was quite broken. And that's why they got together. Because I was like... Mm. Your story's not really the same as hers, John, but fair enough. I get it. M. Schwiller, however, felt nothing for him. She said, I told him my story because I wanted him to feel sorry for me. A millionaire in Belize where people work all day just to make a dime. Who wouldn't want to rob him? So just to be clear, from the start, she wanted to lick a man down. She wanted to rob him. And I feel like he kind of knew that as well. One night, M. Schwiller decided to make her move. She slipped out of her bed and pulled out McAfee's Smith & Weston from its holster. And her plan was to kill him and make off with as much cash as possible. She crept to the foot of the bed, aimed and started to pull the trigger. At the last moment, she closed her eyes and the bullet went wide. Apparently, McAfee leaped out of bed and grabbed the gun. He couldn't hear out of his left ear because of all of the noise from the bullet and the gunshot and was trying to get his bearings. Finally, he grabbed her and told her he was going to take away her phone and TV for a month. What the fuck? (laughs) What the hell? Did someone try to kill you and you're like, no TV and phone for a month? I'll be like, give me that gun. Bang. You're fucking dead. No nothing for for the rest of your life. Oh, you haven't got any life anymore. No nothing ever again. How about no guns for the rest Jesus of your life? Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. This geezer. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know where this story's going because I haven't scrolled down. I no spoilers. But uh, <laughs> he deserves to die, mate. You know what I mean? At this point, uh, well, it, it gets even freaker. I mean, apparently she wasn't very happy with this conclusion, and she said. But I didn't even kill you. I mean. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I mean, <laughs> this is ridiculous. This geezer, my God. It's the first time I've ever heard those words in that context. Yeah, but I know. Come on, look. All right, all right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. I took out your gun and I tried to shoot you in the head, but I didn't even kill. I didn't even look. I didn't even graze your face. Come on, I be was reasonable. just going for a flesh wound anyway, and I missed yeah. it. It's not like I was trying to kill you. Yeah. God, I mean, I've been telling you that I want to rob you, <laughs> but anyway, McAfee decided eventually it was better for M. Schwiller to have her own place about a kilometer or so down the road in the village of Carmelita. So in the early 2011s, he built her a house there. You get a bungalow. So he rewarded her with a house for trying to kill him. houses all over the gaff, you know what I mean? <laughs> no TV for a month and you get a house up the road. Flipping out, I'll try and shoot him. <laughs> I was going to say, I wish this geezer was still about so I could fucking have a go yeah. trying, to, trying to murk him. Exactly. So there was actually a good side to their relationship though. M. Schwiller, who'd grown up in the area, warned McAfee that the tiny impoverished town of 1,600 people was in fact a major shipment site for drugs moving overland to Mexico, 55 kilometres to the north. So McAfee decided to go on the offensive. Even though he'd lost a lot of money, he was still pretty wealthy. Maybe he couldn't maintain multiple estates around the world, but surely he, he could clean up one village. So he started by solving some obvious problems. Carmelita had no police station, so McAfee bought a small cement house and hired workers to install floor-to-ceiling iron bars. He then told the national cops responsible in the area to start arresting people. The police protested that they were ill-equipped for the job, so McAfee furnished them with imported M16, boots, pepper spray, other guns and batons as well. He started paying patrol officers during their off hours to do a bit more work. The police, in essence, became McAfee's private army, and he began issuing orders. He told the officers on his payroll to find out who was dealing drugs in Camelita and where they're coming from. In fact, one of the officers said, It was like John Wayne came to town. Now, things got a little bit more hairy here because the more McAfee's paranoia grew, the less he wanted to speak about his lab to the local authorities or to the locals themselves. Remember that lab that he was using to make, you know, natural antibiotics. So here was this man with a secret lab paying off the police and giving them guns to the authorities, this looked wrong. So in 2012, the Belize Gang Suppression Unit, the GSU, conducted a raid on McAfee's facilities looking for drugs, specifically a meth lab. But in fact, they found no drugs, but they did confiscate some unlicensed guns and some of the security staff were not licensed. But to be clear, no illegal drugs were found. This only fed McAfee's paranoia, who felt that government agencies and rival pharmaceutical companies were trying to take his new medical secrets. On top of that, the turbulent relationship with his neighbour, Greg Fall, over McAfee's dogs went from bad to worse. Apparently, 
McAfee's dogs, who pissed off his neighbour, were found poisoned. Fool and McAfee's turbulent relationship was common knowledge in their town. So when Fool was found laying face up in a pool of blood, having been shot once through the back of the head execution style, fingers pointed in McAfee's direction. So John was the person of interest, naturally, wasn't he? Like, they hated each other and one of them turns up shot in the head. McAfee fled after being questioned by the Belize government, convinced that the hit on Fool was actually intended for him and whoever had sent for the hit got him and Fool mixed up. As a show of goodwill, McAfee offered a $25,000 bounty for information relating to his neighbour Fool's death, but says an attempt to contact the victim's family proved unsuccessful. And his family, Fool's family, said that the reward was a hollow gesture and suggested if McAfee really wanted to help, he would have met with the Belize police instead of fleeing which he did and the fleeing thing worked for a while until McAfee was arrested in Guatemala this could have reportedly been because of Vice which flew down two reporters to interview him and by mistake Vice posted pictures on the internet of McAfee that still had the GPS coordinates attached to them so you know like when you take a picture on your phone and it says oh it looks like you took it in the pub yeah. Right, or whatever right they took and then when you say, if I send that picture to Nick or if, if, he, if Nick emails that to me that, those GPS coordinates are in the picture so yeah. Vice is it called, is it called not, metadata it is, is it is it yeah. is indeed metadata so um, it, it's quite weird that Vice who, and they've got their own like tech departments and stuff like that did that like they're supposed they were supposed to be relatively experienced journalists I yeah, presume right but, let me give you lot some advice <laughs> delete the metadata you chumps screenshot the picture send it yeah Uh, but shortly after these events Guatemalan police caught up with McAfee arresting him on charges of illegal entry into the country whilst detained McAfee suffered a series of heart related health issues ultimately he was expelled from Guatemala and sent back to the US following this a media frenzy ensued everyone wanted to know who he was where he was going and if he was crazy McAfee didn't make things easier for himself because In 2013, he uploaded a bizarre video entitled How to Uninstall McAfee Antivirus. It showed him surrounded by scantily clad women whilst trying to uninstall the software that he invented. He says in the video that he has nothing to do with the company anymore and people keep messaging asking how to install it. So he says like little jokes like this, Nick, like first you need to back up your computer and then like this girl backs up her batty onto him and starts dancing on him and twerking. And also, as well as that, the video shows guns and allusions to drug use, like has a very white powdery face in it. Although it was undoubtedly meant to be some sort of parody, it does look a bit weird looking back at it now. Um, Geezer's just living his best life, mate. I've got a picture of it, actually. There's a link below, Nick. I think you can click on it and you'll see a picture of of the video. Yeah, fair play. (laughs) I guess he was trying to be funny, but it just looks a bit mad, doesn't it? It says there's like bath salt and he's got like basically powder all around his like mouth and nose. Yeah. Uh, he's got like holsters with guns on, guns in front of him on the table. I think they might, is that a crossbow or is that a knife? I can't even tell what that one is at the front. Uh, <laughs> knows. And then he's got like five chicks all just like touching him up. Yeah. It's, it's, I get he was trying to crack a joke, but just it's just a bit random. Yeah. Fast forward to 2015. On the 8th of September, McAfee announced a bid for the President of the United States in the 2016 presidential election. I mean, to be fair, people have done worse things and managed to be the president. So as the candidate of a newly formed political party called the Cyber Party, he went on a campaign. 
And on the 24th of December 2015, he re-announced his candidacy bid, saying he would instead seek the presidential nomination of the Libertarian Party. He also tweeted in 2018 that he'd run for president again in 2020, either with the Libertarian Party or on a separate party that he would create. Uh, instead, he later chose to run as a Libertarian, and he widely campaigned for cryptocurrency use. It's, it's, it, I don't know, man. Running for president, I feel like... And I don't want to make like a sweeping generalization, but when people do that, when they when people that clearly can't say that, do you feel like they are a little bit deluded? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Do you remember when, Yeezy when, said it? When normal people, when when I say normal people, <laughs> I mean people who aren't politicians, politicians yeah. who haven't like been politicians for many years, when they just out of the blue decide, I want to be the president. I'm going to run for president. It's like, yep, you're tapped. Yeah, you're you're yeah. actually mad, you know? Do you know I blame for that, though? For for people that aren't politicians uh, wanting to run. Donald Trump. Arnie, bruv. Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnie. said that trend. Yeah. No, but yeah. He, he, he's... I, I think when it comes to... He was the governor of California, wasn't mm. he? But that's the highest that's office he could get to. Yeah, but because- that's big, though, bruv. Unless yeah yeah yeah, and I think I think unless you're you're born in the states, you can't be the president. I believe. Yeah. Uh, so basically, off that logic, people think, well, if Arnie Arnie would have been in those, if, I think people that think in that mindset are like, well, Arnie would have been president if it wasn't for his his uh, his heritage. Do you know what I mean? If he, if he was an American citizen, he would be president. Imagine My that. name is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I am the president of the United States of America. Get in the chopper. Do you know Marine what? Bro? One. I'd, if I was an American and I had Arnie as my president, I'd feel mad confident with him going into meetings, you know. Think, I know. think man like Putin's going to make Arnie shook. Going into the Terminator, you know what oh, I mean? Listen, you're, you're going into the same room as the Terminator, the guy that killed a predator. Nah, come on, mate. you got no chance to, to have any negotiations where you think We've you're going to get We've seen the hand. way that he got that Turbo Man doll in Jingle All The Way. Come you on. You know what I mean? Man come got the last on. Turbo Man doll, come you know, on. dressed up as Turbo Man in the parade and everything, exactly, you know? Exactly, man. The, the, he basically, did he get that? I'm trying to remember. Did he actually get the doll in the end? He dressed up as Turbo Man, and I think that's what that was the that was the present in the end. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I think I think he gave the doll to the to the black guy. Yeah, you remember he was like beefing the black dude, and they like they were trying to like they were both trying to get the last doll, and then in the end. Arnie might have got it and then he gave it to that guy. I, I feel like, am I making that up? Or no, that he gives it to happen? the guy as the guy gets nicked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, isn't it? What a cunt. That, that is a sick Christmas film, though. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic one. But uh, anyway, back to the story. So, um, in 2019, McAfee said that he'd continue his campaigning in exile following reports that he and his wife and four campaign staff were indicted for tax-related felonies by the IRS. He said he was in international waters moving forward and had previously tweeted that he was going to Venezuela. The IRS had not commented on the alleged indictment. Now, I will say this at this point. Fuck around. But if you fuck around and don't pay your taxes in America, curtains, mate. IRS is coming to get that money one way or yeah. the other it's the same as bloody hmrc over here mate you oh, know what mate. i mean uh, they will, will hound you to the edge of the earth i will tell you now all you independent businessmen freelancers and stuff pay your fucking taxes now i've, I've always like, I'll, I'll be honest mate i've never had any problems i've been sensible i've always put a bit away but i have a couple of peers in the industry who have done very well in life <laughs> 
I think we've a very got a mutual friend. Yes, actually. we have. <laughs> he had a very hounded. rude awakening. And yeah. I, when, I saw, when I heard the numbers flying around that HMRC wanted, I was like, fuck it hell, mate. What yeah, the fuck? Miss about, mate. You know, you know, pay your taxes. Uh, in August 2020, though, McAfee was detained by police at an airport in Norway after refusing to wear anything other than a black lace thong as a face mask. <laughs> he wrote on social media. I am being detained in Norway. Trivial issue, but waiting for high-level bureaucrats to arrive. Slow bastards, as you know. My coronavirus mask is the problem. I am insisting it is the safest available, and I'm refusing to wear anything else. For my health's sake. Authority? Yeah, it was being one of those, I'm wearing a mask, dickheads, but I'm not in it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm wearing a mask, though. I'm wearing a mask. What? Yeah, shape like knickers. I wear a mask though, isn't it? Oh, good. These have been worn even, even mm. better. Uh, now, <laughs> McAfee, oh, I'm, I'm not going to catch, catch Corona. Might catch a boner. Flavours. Um, <laughs> McAfee was eventually charged with tax evasion, which can carry a sentence of up to 30 years in prison. He was arrested in Barcelona in October 2020 whilst attempting to board a plane to Turkey. Now, in March 2021, he was also indicted on fraud and money laundering conspiracy charges, which related to two cryptocurrency schemes he was allegedly involved in. Now, this is goes to show you as well, listener, that with your cryptocurrency, don't think you can hide from the tax man as well. They are finding ways to find your peas. They do not mess with They do not fuck around. Keep saying. In June 2021, McAfee was actually found dead just hours after Spain's national court authorities had signed off his extradition to the US. A preliminary autopsy has confirmed that John McAfee, the famous antivirus creator, committed suicide in the Spanish prison and he was found hanging from his cell by prison workers. The 75-year-old had asked to spend time in his cell before he was found dead. McAfee was in a pre-trial detention after being charged with his tax evasion by the United States. He had been in prison for more than eight months whilst in Spain's high court. Now, some say that this is the reason why he felt that suicide was the only way out. And others say that things were slightly fishy. And I'll get to that in just a moment. McAfee's lawyers said that the court had decided to approve his extradition. However, these could have been appealed and McAfee's defence was already working on the process. According to the same sources consulted by McAfee, he also left a suicide note in the pocket of his pants. It's really, it's really scribbly, the one I've seen, and I haven't found a full tran- transcription of it. But it says something along the lines of, I am a phantom parasite in the present moment. Um, I've used it to attain my own ends instead of fully living it. I want to control my future, which does not exist. Then there's a bare scribbling. Lots of scribbled out words, which mere, which are mere, which is mere ashes of memory. It says through my knowledge. If you look at, there's a bit that says through something knowledge. Ah, uh, yes, something knowledge, which, which is. Then it's at the mere ashes yeah. bit that you said. <laughs> I want to control my future, which does not exist through mere knowledge is it through 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 something knowledge i can't make out the middle word yeah i want to control my future which does not exist through something knowledge which is mere ashes of memory and then and then it's all kind of scribbled out uh i i couldn't find a full transcription of it and i, I don't want to make trying judgment to make that out yeah and Jeez. and and yeah uh, mcafee's wife uh his wife at the time is deaf she thinks that that's not his writing style uh and and she thinks that that's fishy but man, what 
a story, right? There you have it, the roller coaster of a life that John McAfee lived. Somebody who, who, who affected all of our lives, really, because computers are a really important part of our lives, but also had so much going on outside of that. Yeah, I mean, and I will say this, Nick, I've missed so much out from this story. There's yeah. lo- like, if we were to, like, if I could, this could be a 10 part series. Honestly, the, like, so much went on. The level of detail just in this two part has been a lot, you know? What yeah. I mean? So, and, and, and like you said, there were, there were bits that we glossed over quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, so, if you want to find out more about this guy's life, just get online and have a search because it's, um, it's bloody incredible, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there is a there is a, a a documentary which is called uh, it's called is oh, what's it called? It's called Gringo: The Dangerous Life of John McAfee. Now, I I did watch that, uh, and that it it's got some bits in it, and it's got some bits missing of it. Uh, but I would say, if, yeah, if you could try and read around it, you might be able to find more. But yeah, mate, it's um, what a story, eh? What a I story. Know. What a story. Like, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> look, say what you want about him. He's a bit of a dodgy character and all of that, but he lived his life to the fullest. That's for sure. Bro, he went in and he fucking kicked the doors off life. Yeah. When he gets yeah, up there. You only get one of these lives yeah. as well. You know what I mean? When he gets up there or down there or whatever you believe in, you better believe whoever's at the pearly gates or the, or the warm gates or whatever is going to be like, bruv, I just want to say I'm a big fan. <laughs> I've, I've heard about what you've done. Do you mind just signing this for me, please? Do you get me? But yeah, so there nice. you go then. So every time you hear about McAfee uh, antivirus, do you feel feel like you'll feel a little bit different now, Nick? I mean, I can't believe it's still going or, or they've still kept the same name considering this guy is shrouded in controversy. But hey, um, it will definitely make me think differently about the boring antivirus software that is on most PCs. Yeah, I mean, it's still there. McAfee is still there. If you go to the website.com, $39,999 a year for the full version. I don't know if the free the free version still still exists. Let's have a look. Uh, no, there isn't. No, no. Uh, for one device, it, no, there isn't. No, it's, there's no free version still. <laughs> what an episode. John McAfee, what a guy. What a guy. Anyway, this podcast created by Marcus Bronzy and me, Nick Bright, produced by Billy Wright and sound design by James Sloan. And thank you, as always, the legends, the listeners that always lock in, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, man. I appreciate you greatly. And uh, yeah, thanks to the uh, patron gang that uh, get the second that got this episode instantly. And if you haven't already, yeah, check out the Patreon, man. Sign up there because every time we drop an episode here on our free feed, we drop one out there on our Patreon feed as well. Totally whole fresh episode, which we put just as much love into. And we have got stories that are just as flipping mental. But um, who would have thunk it? The world of tech is very rock and roll. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. We'll be in your ears soon. Bless. Nice one. Later. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind the scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.